Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So good. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. I uh, appreciate you taking us through that together. And yes, just in advance, thanks everyone for your generosity, just sharing with uh, the brothers and sisters in Zimbabwe and many folks from Breakthrough are members, uh, Breakthrough members are from Zimbabwe and so it's great for us just to, to join together in, in this way. You know, I think it would be a great opportunity for us just to take a few moments to pray for Zimbabwe. Um, you know, so many things happening in uh, the, the southern end of this continent and, you know, we're all um, affected by, by what's going on in each other's nations. So, uh, Lord, we, we ask for your hand to be upon the church in Zimbabwe. We ask, Lord, that you would cause the, the believers there to rise up with strength. Let hope arise today. Let a new spring, a new season burst forth right now. We're asking, Lord, for life to come into that nation where there's been devastation and there's been drought. We're asking, Lord, in 2020, there would be a restoration that would take place. We thank you, Lord, for this unprecedented action where there's recompense to those who lost their land. And, and, and we, we think of jubilee in these terms. And we're asking, Lord, that jubilee would come to the whole nation as a result of that action, prophetic as it may be. We ask, Lord, for blessing, blessing to be upon Zimbabwe. Amen. Amen. Yay. So continue to be praying for, for our brothers and sisters. Pray for that, that great land. And, um, and let's watch and see. I remember at the beginning of this year, just a powerful prophetic word that Sean Boltz gave to Zimbabwe when he was with us at the, uh, the Kingdom Come conference. And uh, so uh, we know that God is not finished with Zimbabwe. And he gave that word, uh, the Lord gave that word, so, so uh, powerful word, as an encouragement that even though things might look like they're getting worse, actually, that's not the end, not the destination, but things are going to turn around and God's going to pull, pull them through that. So, so good. So thank you for, for joining in, in praying for that. So what I'd like to do this morning is uh, just continue. Uh, we were looking at some of the words of Jesus and he, he was speaking in the context of parables. And parables are stories that have a meaning that's actually been embedded into it. And you need eyes to see and ears to hear that you might actually understand the true meaning. And, uh, and it's been given to the, the children of God as members of the kingdom, we've been given the insight to understand the secrets of the kingdom. And so it's wonderful that we can actually dig into the parables of Jesus and we can, can know what he's, what he's talking about. One of the things that, 
it's really going to help us to do is to get a perspective. just want to refer to the prophetic painting um, that has been done for us by, by Trish. And um, it's, it's a, a picture of a, of a man standing up on, on a, a mountaintop and with a, that vantage point uh, up on the rocks there, looking down across into the valley and you know, over the other mountain ranges and, um, and into the trees and so on. And, um, and just the, the sense in which the Lord is causing us to, to stand upon the rock and it's an elevated place. Wow, haven't there been words of elevation that have been coming through to us? And uh, so from that place of elevation in the spirit, we can get a perspective, a, a, a heavenly perspective, in terms of what, what's going on on the planet, uh, what God is doing. So we've got a much higher vantage point. We're not stuck down um, you know, in, in, the, in the ditch and can't see what's going on. The Lord is raising us up that we might see what he's doing uh, in this time. And so I think it's really important for us, and I'm just so, so glad that we have the opportunity just to share together in terms of what, what God is doing. So with the, uh, the parables of Jesus, he, he's speaking to his followers, and, and he gives them an insight in terms of what's going on in, in the world. And of course, we desperately need that at this time because there's so much shaking that's been taking place. And so we've obviously looked at that as we've taken the time to look in Hebrews chapter 12 and to recognize that there's a shaking that's going on and everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that the unshakable things of the kingdom might remain. Okay? And so uh, as we look again, the words of Jesus, some of these um, parables, we're going to see some insights into the unshakable kingdom and what God was actually wanting us to get, to grasp, that we might have this as our um, sort of insight um, that's going to hold us and carry us through this time. So in Mark chapter 4, um, from verse 26, we can see that um, Jesus also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. So this simple little parable, Jesus speaking to obviously his disciples, then the followers, the, the vast crowd, there were religious people around. And, uh, and so he was speaking to the, to the crowds and he was giving them an insight in regards to what the kingdom of God is like. And so it's like the seed that's being scattered. And so the message of the kingdom is the seed. And as the seed comes and as the farmer sows it, obviously in this case, Jesus is the, is the farmer. He's the one who's giving the word. He's the one who's giving the seed. 
And, and as he scatters it, it causes it to, to be on the ground. And then, no matter what you do, whether you sleep or whether you rise, the seed is going to grow. And this for us is the, the encouragement. This is the lesson that God is wanting us to get out of this particular short story. That the kingdom of God is going to grow. It's going to grow whether it's daytime and you can see what's going on. The kingdom is going to grow. But hallelujah, even when it's nighttime, even when you're asleep, when you're not observing, when you're not able to be there checking on things, the kingdom is still going to grow. <laughs> Come on, this is amazing because it's not up to us. If the kingdom was up to us, we would have to be the one doing all the work and making it grow, causing it to grow. No, all by itself. It's going to grow and it's come, going to come all the way through to harvest. So there are multiple stages along the way. And we understand, as we looked at last week, that it started out like a minute, tiny mustard seed. And yet it grew into the largest of all garden plants. And, uh, you know, like 10 foot tall. It's, it's like really, really large Birds are coming in, there's shelter, all these kinds of things in the branches. And it's just like massive, all right? So the, the, the thing with the, uh, this story that Jesus told is that the kingdom is going to grow. Whether it's daytime, whether things are favorable, whether things are favorable for the church, whether we can meet whether we can, you know, worship in, you know, without any hindrance or anything like that, no persecution, the church is going to grow, the kingdom is going to advance, you know, hallelujah. But I've got more good news. Even if there's difficulty, even if there's hardship, even if there's lockdown, even if there's persecution, even if it's nighttime, the kingdom is going to grow. <laughs> So don't panic and don't somehow get some crazy th thought in your mind that says, oh, the church is failing, the, the kingdom is shrinking, the devil is winning. Oh, sign a petition, go and do some protesting because you know the, the, the church is on the back foot. Forget it. Jesus' words are true, always true, regardless of the circumstances. And he says, it's going to sprout day or night. It's going to grow. It's going to come to maturity. And it's going to come to fruitfulness. There's going to be a harvest. So you can just relax. You don't have to get worried about all these conspiracy theories. You don't have to try and Google everything and try and get it all figured out. It's got nothing to do with you in the sense of res responsibility for the kingdom to advance. God is the one who's going to cause his kingdom to advance. Isaiah 9. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. <laughs> God is way more powerful than you. He's going to cause it to take place. So you can just rest in him. 
And I think that's such a powerful thing that we want to know during this time. That we can actually enjoy a season of rest. I, I had been meaning to preach into this thing about rest during lockdown. And it looks like lockdown's going to end before I even get to explain what the Lord's doing in it. All right? Just so many things to, to talk about. But, you know, well, let me just try and slip it in here quickly. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear at home, but like the congregation that's gathered here is just laughing at me. They're not laughing with me. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, this, we, we spoke about restoration, we spoke about double portion. We, you know, and, and the thing about double portion, come on, it's linked to jubilee. It's linked to Sabbath rest. Remember in the wilderness, the manna that was on the ground? And they could only collect it six days a week. But the seventh day was like lockdown. You know, don't go out, don't collect, all right? And God caused a double portion um, provision to be released to God's people so that they could rest. Now we've spoken about 2020 being a year of double portion. Well, if you got the double portion, what do you need it for? Rest. Oh my goodness. It's like the Lord has overruled the enemy. Remember last week? Who's put the weeds in the field? No, the enemy has done this, all right? So the enemy meant it for harm, meant it for evil, but God turns all things around. He says, all right, I'll tell you what, let's turn this whole episode of 2020 into a year of rest. Like you can't charge around. I mean, you know, we even turn the lights out. <laughs> and the government is helping us with this. So, you know, people are just having family time, you know, there's just, you know, kids aren't playing their computer games, people actually engaging in conversation, you know, sitting around making a fire, you know, candlelit dinners, you know, all these wonderful romantic things. You know, these are blessings of the Lord, and, um, but it just slows our pace right down. Yeah, 10 o'clock curfew, it's like, hey. Get a good night's rest. It's a season of rest. It's a season of restoration. In this double portion time, you know. So in case I don't get to preach about this, at least you've got the, the headlines. But the Lord is using every situation for good. The kingdom will grow. Nighttime, daytime, it's going to sprout is going to grow and is going to come to full maturity. And we can rest in Him. This is a great opportunity for us just to have a different perspective. Come on, let's get up on that mountaintop and let's look over. You see, we're not in the valley and we can't see what's happening. No, the Lord is causing us to get up high that we can see further and get a perspective on where we are and where we're headed. Okay? So the kingdom is not losing ground. All right? The words of Jesus, always true, always reliable. Okay? And uh, I just love that one worship song we started out with this morning. You know, the best is yet to come. 
sort of heard that somewhere before. Um, but this is a time of breakthrough, right? And so let's be, let's be expectant in this time and in this season that we are going to see the Lord coming through for us in very strong and very powerful ways. Yeah? Is that good? So let's go to another one of Jesus' stories. This is, uh, you'll find this in, in uh, three of the Gospels. It'll either be in Matthew chapter 13. It's the parable of the sower and the seed. Or you'll find it in Mark chapter 4 or Luke chapter 8. And uh, I think let's, uh, I'm going to go back to Matthew because we were there last week. So Matthew 13. And um, let's, let's see if we can, can read this together. And uh, just we're going to learn a couple of amazing things here. I know that many times, or well, many of us have heard this before. But, uh, but I think that the Lord has got some fresh insights for us today and um, it's going to help us in this time in this season that we're in so that same day Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the lake yeah, he went on vacation there but a lot of people joined him so large crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and he sat in it while all the people stood on the shore then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and they ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. And then Jesus said, thanks everyone for coming, um, but that's the end of the service. You can go home now. And uh, that, that was the way Jesus did it. He would tell a story and he wouldn't necessarily explain it. And that was the thing about a parable. It was meant, it was designed that you would stop and you would think, like, well, I wonder what he meant by that. What was Jesus saying? What did these different aspects mean? Now, sometimes people have gone into error because they've gone into allegorical interpretations. When you try and apply the principles of allegory to the parables, you're using an incorrect methodology. And so in an allegory, every single thing has got to have some kind of hidden meaning. And so you come up with these really weird interpretations because, you know, a pebble's got to mean this and a path's got to mean that and the bird's got to mean this, you know, and the thorn's got to be this. And, and you're interpreting every single little thing. And in the, the, the church in the, the Middle Ages got into all kinds of theological, you know, dead ends, cul-de-sacs. Because they try to apply that particular methodology to the scriptures. And the parables weren't written as allegories. And so we don't try and ascribe a hidden meaning to every single little piece of the story. We're going to end up in a very wrong destination. But we're really blessed because Jesus said that the secrets of the kingdom have been given to us. He who has ears, 
let him hear. All right? And we know that because we are the sheep of his pasture, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. In other words, we do have ears, we can hear. Hmm, good news. So we have the Holy Spirit who inspired, obviously, the transcribing, the writing of, uh, of the word. The Holy Spirit inspired the authors. And, and so we, we have the Spirit of God with us. And the Holy Spirit helps us to understand what was being inspired and what was written in the Scriptures. So the Spirit himself will illuminate. He's the light unto our path. And so the Word is a light. It's a lamp. The Holy Spirit is a light. And so we're able to see. We're not stumbling around and fumbling in darkness like, I wonder what this is all about. No. We have been given the understanding and the revelation and the insight because we have the light of Christ inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit who's going to help us. And also, in this particular parable, Jesus explained it to the twelve. And so they were able to then record it for us. So this was an easy parable for us to, to get to grips with. Okay, so... Verse 16, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but they did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hey, we are blessed. I mean, this is one of the blessings that we have. We're blessed because there were many who longed to see the things we see. And to hear the things we hear, and we get to receive it, we're blessed. Verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom. How about that? When you hear the message about the kingdom. So this is a message not just about salvation, but it's a message about the kingdom. Jesus taught about the kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom. Remember the 40 days after the resurrection he spent with the disciples? And it says that he took time to explain to them, to teach them about the kingdom. So there's the most important aspect of Jesus' teaching is not just about salvation, but it's about the kingdom. And so God wants us to get an understanding of this kingdom, which is an everlasting kingdom. It's a growing kingdom. It's a victorious kingdom. When we have the right understanding of the kingdom, we're able to be agents. The church is the agency of the kingdom here on earth. All right. And so he's giving us the keys of the kingdom that we might unlock things. And we might bring on earth those things which are unlocked in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Three amens, that's enough. Amen. Alright. So anyone hears the message about the kingdom, alright, um, and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. Wow. You see, 
the enemy wants to steal away the understanding of the kingdom. Oh my goodness, no wonder there's so much deception. No wonder there's so much confusion. You know, it's just so many articles and books and of course posts and tweets and whatever. Just sowing so much confusion. And, and it's like the enemy is wanting to rob people of the ability to understand what the kingdom is all about. We need to recognize that there is an enemy and that he is at work. All right? He's not the all-powerful one, but he's working. He's causing nonsense. All right? He's calling confu- causing confusion and, uh, and deception. All right. So when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So the seed doesn't get in. The birds come, snatch it away. So the enemy is not wanting people to understand what the kingdom message is about. Hey, this gives us a perspective when people hear the message of salvation, of the gospel, and they don't respond, they don't get it, they don't understand it. They don't kind of like, oh my goodness, this is the treasure, this is the pearl of great price. They're kind of like, oh, just leave it, just leave it on the path. This is why sometimes people you talk to, you witness to, whether it be in the, the office or family members, wherever, and you're giving them pearls, It's like, hey, pearls before swine. They're not ready for it. They don't want it. They don't appreciate it. It's snatched away. And you're kind of like, my goodness sake, why have they rejected me? No, they haven't rejected you. They've rejected the one who sent you. Ah. So there's an enemy that's at work not wanting people to, to understand and to receive and accept the message of the kingdom. Alright, so these things happen. It doesn't mean that the kingdom is not advancing. Alright, Jesus said this would happen. So this is going to be happening in 2020. There's going to be messages that are shared. There are going to be all kinds of ways of people reaching out, witnessing to others, and still people won't receive. Okay, Jesus said, chill out. Get a perspective. The enemy is going to be at work and he's going to try and steal the seed. It's as though the seed, which is the message of the kingdom, is falling on the path. Doesn't mean that the kingdom is not winning. Just means, oh, while this is happening, while the kingdom is advancing, there's also going to be these things that will take place. Oh, perspective. Verse 20, the one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. (laughs) That's the thing about the message. The message always comes with great joy. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we're not baptized in lemon juice. You know, we're not this sour bunch of people who all like, you know, got these strange looks on our faces. No, the message comes with great joy. Yeah, And so when the, when the angels announced the birth of Jesus, which is the coming of, of the, the king, they were announcing the coming of the kingdom. It says, joy 
to the world. All right? And so there's a joy that comes to the world through the coming of the Savior, through the coming of the kingdom. So this guy who received the, the seed in the rocky place receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution that comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. Trouble or persecution? Oh, you mean like trouble is going to come? Yeah. There will be trouble in the world. There will be lockdowns. There will be pandemics. There will be epidemics. There will be all sorts of various things. I'm trying to behave myself here. There's going to be a number of things that are going to come into the world and part of that thing is going to be a testing. Now, specifically, there's going to be some trouble and there's going to be some hardship and persecution because of the message. In other words, not everybody is going to love the message. We will face persecution because of the message. Now, we can be like the guy who got the seed, the message of the kingdom, in the shallow, rocky soil. We receive it with joy, but when the persecution comes, people say, you shouldn't believe that. You shouldn't be so happy. The world is getting worse, and the devil is winning. You know, so you can't be happy, you can't be having any faith, whatever, because, you know, in other words, there's persecution that comes against the message of the advance of the kingdom. Hello? Not everybody's going to love what we're on about. And trouble and persecution and hardship will come because of the word, the word of the message of the kingdom. Right? Right. So we're going to be facing these things, but it's okay. Jesus said, this is the context. Lockdowns, pandemics will happen. Not only that, but there's going to be stuff that's going to come against the word, and there's going to be some difficulty because of the word that you're holding on to. Okay? Verse 22. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life. Hello. The worries of this life. How many people have been absolutely quaking in their boots about a little virus? Talk about the worries of this life. Yeah? Come on, guys. This is ridiculous. We people of faith, of confidence, of boldness. Doesn't matter. A thousand may fall at my right or my left. I will not fear. So it's not about embracing the anxieties of life. Listen, is there trouble? Yes. Is there hardship? Yes. Is there unemployment? Yes. Is there a lockdown? Yes. Are we denying these things? No. But we are not coming under it. We are not elevating these things and bowing the knee. It's the knee of fear. We are not giving in to fear. We are not exaggerating the importance, the influence of these things in our lives as though it was going to determine what our life was actually about. So we are not going to allow these things to choke us, to throttle us, 
to subdue us, to subject us. Come on, are you getting this? All right. So it's the cares, it's the worries of life causes the message of the kingdom to be choked up like it's weeds. Come on, who sowed weeds in the other parable? Come on, come on, come on. Fear comes from the enemy and he wants to choke the life of God out of us. That we don't have faith in the Lord, faith in the word and the message of the kingdom. And it begins to throttle out and the good word, the message, actually the life gets squeezed out of it so that there is no fruitfulness. You, me. So the one who's received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Unfruitful, deceitfulness of wealth. Guys, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The stock exchange will be shaken. The property market will be shaken. Your pension scheme will be shaken, especially if the government has their way. Bad joke. All right. Everything that you want to put your faith, your hope, your trust in, even kind of like, hey, I'm going to amass wealth. I'm going to get riches. I'm going to, you know, hey, I'm okay. I've got all this stuff. The stuff is going to be shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Why? Hebrews tells us, so that the unshakable things of the kingdom of God will remain. When you put your hope, your faith, your trust, this is 1 Timothy chapter 6, do not put your hope, your trust, your faith in riches. Command the people who are rich and wealthy in this age, do not put your hope, your faith, your trust in these things. Doesn't say don't have them. Hello? Doesn't say don't have them. It says don't put your faith in them. Why? Because it's deceitful. If you're relying, you, you, you think, hey, it's all about the stuff that I've accumulated. It will deceive you. It's deceitful. Of course, there's obviously there's this tangential thing in terms of you know, going after mammon and you know, the, the deceitfulness of mammon. Mammon wants you to worship it, to, to love money. No, you only love God. So we don't serve money, we serve God. We see all these things, and that's a whole other teaching for another time. But we, we can see that if we chase after, you know, I need the better kitchen, I need the better car, I need the better lounge suite, I need the better TV, I need the better iPad, I need the better iPhone, I need the better this, I need, it's deceitful. You can chase after all these things, you know, and you can kind of like, wow, look at me, I've got all these things, but actually, there's no reliability or dependability or sustainability in these things, right? And so we need to recognize that Jesus warned us that he's going to bring some shakings so that we can see. Hello? Get up on the rocks. Get a vantage point. See what is really going on. Some of us, 
We actually needed the shaking. We needed the shaking so that we could see what we were living for. Ooh. You know, God is doing a good thing in this time, causing us to keep our focus on the right thing. I need to try and wrap up here. These people have been interrupting me too much this morning. And All right. Verse 23, but the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Mark puts it the other way, other way around, 30, 60, 100 fold, you know, increasing. Um, can I just uh, again say, just to make sure we understand, that Jesus said the seed is the word, the seed is the message of the kingdom. Can we see that? He didn't say the seed is money. And if you sow money into my ministry, you'll get 30, 40, 60 fold, 100 fold return. He didn't say that. It's not there. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't give in to greed. We don't play the kingdom lottery. Ugh. I really, really get riled up when, when especially people on public platforms use the gospel for their own financial ends. Just totally against the scriptures. It just really, really, because it's an abuse of God's people. Anyway, get that off my chest. But the seed fell on good soil. The man who hears the word and understands it. Hear it and understand. What's the enemy trying to do? Hey, you hear the word, but you don't understand. He's trying to steal it from you, that you won't understand it. But if you grasp it, you hold on to it, you understand it. And the understanding, you remember Jesus said, it's not just about hearing my words, but actually put them into practice. And then he told another story, a parable, about building a house on sand and building a house on the rock. Hello, we're back to the rocks again. And it's the one who hears and puts into practice, that's the guy who builds his house on the rock. Hear these words of mine. All right? So it's hearing the message of the kingdom and understanding the message of the kingdom. When we understand that the kingdom is growing, it's expanding, it's victorious, and because we are in the kingdom, right? Because we've been adopted into the royal family. Hello? Yeah? We should have lots of people following us. All right? Because we're royalty. Doesn't matter where we go. Um, royal sons and daughters, a royal priesthood, adopted into the family, the king of kings. All right? And so we're in the kingdom in his realm, his domain, his authority, the rule and reign of God, the kingdom that expands and extends in the natural realm, physical realm, and in the spiritual realm. Mm, more about these things in weeks to come. But as we grow in the ways of the kingdom, and as we understand and we put it into practice in the way in which we live. 
You see, if I believe that the kingdom is under threat, that it's shrinking, that the devil is winning, that the darkness is increasing, that the light is getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Come on. That's not what Jesus came to tell us about the kingdom. We need to understand what's happening with the kingdom. Because if we don't understand, then we're just kind of like, hey, let's find a cave, get some baked beans and bottles of water and candles and wait for the end of the world. Because darkness is increasing. It's kind of like, no, that's not actually what Jesus said about the kingdom. The one who understands the kingdom. Now that's the good soil and that will multiply 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Can you understand why it's important for us that we grasp what's going on with this unshakable kingdom? Come on. Then we're not going to fall for all this other stuff and all the conspiracy theories. We're not going to buy into the thing of fear because what happens is that fear, the anxieties of life, chokes out the word, the message of the kingdom. No. We want to come to fullness, fruitfulness. Amen. Okay, I think that's, that's about where we'll leave it. So let me pray for you. And um, if you're in bed, won't you just like at least prop yourself up on your pillow now and just, okay, <laughs> watching you guys there. For those in the lounge having coffee, bless you. You think I can't see you? Uh, all right, come on, let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are giving to us as part of our inheritance an eternal, everlasting, enduring kingdom. That you've called us as sons and daughters as we've been adopted into the family, that you are the king of all kings and so your kingdom is an advancing kingdom. Your rule and reign will never end. Thank you that as we grasp a hold of the message of the kingdom and we understand it and we put it into practice, as we take every thought that is contrary to the knowledge of God and the plans and purposes of God, as we take every thought captive and we bring it into subjection to your authority so we will grow in maturity and the message will bring a multiplication there will be an increase a great harvest Lord would you cause your word your message of the kingdom to be so established in our hearts and our lives we would not give in to the cares, the anxieties, and the fears of this world. And we would not give in to the deceitfulness of all these other things that want to compete for our affection and our attention. Lord, let your word be established in our lives. Not just today in this moment, but Lord, for the rest of our, our walk here on earth, that we would be part of this ever-increasing, expanding, territorial-advancing 
kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So just right where you are, if you're experiencing pain in your body, um, you know, Jesus spoke about the coming of the kingdom and destroying the works of the evil one. You know, and part of what the enemy does brings sickness and disease and pain. And so we just want to pray. Right now, pain, leave your body. Just where you are, um, why don't you just, if there's a, you know, touch whatever part of your body that you're wanting the Lord just to release healing to. You know, just lay hands on yourself <laughs> and say, thank you, Lord, that you release right now your healing touch. Thank you, wherever we are. You are Emmanuel, God with us, wherever we are. So we thank you for healing being released to people. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, be well. Be made whole. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there seems to be no way. And right now, we just want to pray for those of you who don't have jobs. And uh, you're just kind of like, well, I'm at a dead end. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> God's going to come through for you. He's the God of breakthrough. He's going to break through that dead end, open up a new way. So I just pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for favor, for opportunities to come to your children. Thank you that you're a good father and you take good care of your children. Thank you, Lord. There's always more than enough. Thank you that there are opportunities, better ways of doing things. You're causing increase. You're causing us to be elevated. You're causing us to be the head and not the tail. So I'm asking, Lord, for those who don't have employment, that you would open up something. Even this week, something is going to shift and change right now. Right now, I'm just coming into agreement. A couple of people called me this week and said, please, pray with us. And we're just believing right now, something is going to change. The spring is the season of shift and change. Something is going to shift and change financially for you in this week. So we say thank you, Lord, for divine appointments, God connections, God opportunities. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Even uh, this week, dreams. The Lord's giving you dreams, giving you, um, for, for some of you, there's going to be an invention. The Lord's just going to give you something. Write it down. All right. Watch over it. Don't just like, poof, spread it everywhere. Watch over it because he's trusting you with some treasure um, that's going to actually turn into uh, a money spinner. And um, it's tempted to say, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. But... Um, <laughs> It's a joke. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. It's a joke. But, yeah, I just bless you. Just bless you with, um, yeah, God, God dreams, um, ways to, to innovate. Yeah. So thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. Thank you that we can have so much fun with you, with your people. And um, may your kingdom advance powerfully in our nation in this week. To you be all praise, honor, and glory. Amen and amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to everybody here, um, part of the, the team today. So good.
Folks, if you have a particular prayer request, you'd like somebody to pray with you on the website. Uh, there's a tab. Just go and click on it. Fill in the details. Folks will get back to you soon. But uh, we love you. Look forward to seeing you again next time. Many blessings.